0: evening on this Thanksgiving evening, I trust and pray that each and every one of us are just taking some time alone with our Lord and our Savior, just to enjoy His presence and enjoy His, just enjoy His beauty. When we open up the Word, are we doing it out of obligation or just to read a few little words? are we truly desiring to come into the presence of the Lord and walk away changed a little bit more into his likeness that's where the pruning is the word of God is a life for us that are born again for the religious word of God is just another book on a shelf ouch, didn't know where that came from I think that stung me a little bit too beginning of the month I've been, you know, combination pondering the uh, little blips of news media that I check out when I go online to get my email or whatnot, either on Fox News or even check the local papers from where I grew up and the local paper where the second birth occurred. On a Charlotte, you can check it all online. And even when I check the international news, and I notice, and I notice a couple things. Some of it by God, some of it just the natural inkling. We know this world is changing. We know it's compacting. For us that truly know God and truly are born again, we know that America will have to. Be brought low in order for the seven year period where any Christ will rule, where the one world government will take over. In order for that to happen, every government will be brought low. Look at the nations around Israel, surrounding him. Study the word of God in Ezekiel and learn who those Gog and Magog nations are. And you will see they're the very nations that, within the last few years, have all had their leaderships changed. Of course, when you got evil leaders in there, to get even more evil leaders in there, the only way to remove an evil leader is like removing, uh, in our day, an example, a um, a mafia boss. Is by usually by death or by force or both, actually. For my children in the faith who are, and I'm reminding this to you, young people, God's children, first and foremost. You all, I believe, have confessed with your mouth and believed in your hearts. Well, I know you confess with your mouth, and I believe most all of you have believed in your hearts. I pray so. If you have a question regarding that, shoot me a text or give me a holler, shoot me a Facebook message, and we'll prayfully let God reveal it and bring you to that place. But there should be no doubt. You know your gods. Uh, To use an example for y'all to make it easier, all those that may have seen, I didn't say ever been members. Matter of fact, I don't believe any of y'all were members. How a gang leader's removed, usually, it's death, and then another, but you know, there's always another one up there that forcibly takes his way to the top or her top if it's a lady gang. But uh, well we've all seen it, we've all witnessed it, and we all know that you've been forced. It is only God that can truly remove the worldly leaders because he puts them in there he allows them to be in there yes even the evil ones you got to think prayerfully they are saved Nebuchadnezzar was an evil leader when he first went in didn't really say he believed in God at the point but it didn't really confirm it wasn't really clear if he became a uh, brother in Christ I think he could have just by his his repentive actions but we we won't know until we get to heaven and see if he's there uh, we know Hitler didn't repent. Uh, we saw no indication that Saddam or Gaddafi repented. And at this point we know where they're at. They are burning in hell. Does anybody truly... Should we ever hate anybody enough? Even a leader that may have gone in with promises to give us things... And every single one of those promises all fall to pass. Those are, they're making vows before God also. That they have no intent on keeping. Okay, that really wasn't the message. Message slash lesson. But I think that was a reminder for all of us. Jesus is coming again whether you choose to believe it or not. If you've talked yourself out of it. There will be some listening to this that have talked themselves out of it. That's your choice, brother or sister. I know God's coming again. I know He's coming in the clouds for those that are truly desiring Him to take us out of the way. Because He doesn't want us going through His, you know, the Father's wrath being poured out upon this earth. Any loving person knows. Sin has to have a wrath, reference. Sin has to be handled appropriately and justly. And only God is the true judge and true justice. It's only His justice that will matter. The rebellions down here that refuse to receive Him, we'll have to face it. They will still get warnings. They will not immediately be killed. They will get warning after warning. Read the book of Revelation for some of the warnings that they will get. Some of those the first warning probably will get me to repent. Or maybe not. If I was that hard set against God. But if you don't choose to believe that, that's your choice. I'm seeing God and I'm shaking before me. I believe right now I'm shaking inside of me out there knowing that you're going to face. If we don't believe every word of God that comes out of here and we don't believe what he tells us. There's consequences to it. But what the Lord put upon my heart probably goes along with that one. In the same line, it may be related somehow. And let's all title this lesson. When you look at the news media around you or read the newspaper, whichever the case may be. You may ponder this question. I believe this is, let's, let's, I believe God maybe wants me to title it. God's not in the titles that much. Um, why are there more problems today than in the past? Uh, and obviously the ones way in the past, we have to go by our ancestors, our forefathers before us that describe them. Um, the passage that strongly comes upon my heart is... James chapter 1, verses 19 through 25. Let me go ahead and read it in the NASB version. Please feel free to read it in your own comfortable law, or whatever version you're comfortable with. I'm sorry. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility, receive the word implanted. What's the word? Jesus. Jesus, what was planted aside? He is the word. We are not the word. He is. Which is able to save yourselves. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law. What is the perfect law? Is it just the word of God, this book, that we may keep on our shelves or keep in our backpacks or... Oh, I see so many in the south. Put it in their back windows as if it's a shell. All it's doing is getting a suntan. The leathers is getting bleached. Um, I think there's another word for it, but I can't call it what it is. But anyways, you know what I mean if it's in the window. Um, And abides by it. The law of liberty. And abides by it. Not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. Now by doing of the word... How does God mean that religion has so many determinations of it? Does that mean by works? Well, there is a works that comes along by faith, but basically, what work are we to bind in? Are we to do the work of God, our Father's business, be about our Father's business, speak the word of God, pray? What are we praying for? We praying just so our voice can be heard in heaven? So our needs? Doesn't our Father already tell us our needs are already known? And it's his desire to meet those needs if they line up with his will. Yeah, he does say if it lines up with his will. If we're going to ask for a gun, what do we need a gun for? Do we want to go shoot somebody? If somebody ticks us off and goes after a family member, yeah, we're going to be angry. And God really doesn't say it's sin to be angry. The sin is uh, when it leads us to do something that God doesn't want us to do. It's usually to take another life. Oh, that wasn't it. Uh, But to be a doer of the Word, basically, is to abide in Christ. His work is already done. The work he he wants to do is... Actually, the work he wants to do is enjoy his work. It's done. He's sitting down. He's sitting at the right hand of God. Yeah, he'll stand up again when it comes time to uh, cast Satan and his demons into the lake of fire. And then he will sit on the throne and judge... The wicked at that point, us who truly believe in designing for his appearance in the clouds to take us away, we'll be getting at that point we'll be married to the Lord. That's still hard for a lot of people to understand or to to grasp a whole of marriage, especially for us men, because we look at it at the, at that point right now we're looking at Jesus as just a man and we know, yeah, when he walked the earth, he was a man. As a physical touch, it's whole oh, women, man marrying a man—that man, ain't good. That's happening in America. I mean, at that point, we'll be spiritual beings, like we intended. Remember, Adam and Eve, then Eve, Adam first, then Eve didn't first have technically physical bodies. They were spiritual, like gods. They knew his presence always until they chose to sin against Him. To ignore one little commandment. One simple commandment. Jesus obeyed all those commandments for us because He's the only one that was able to. The Word of God that we look at is not just a book. When we look at the Word, we need to say, wait a minute, are we just opening up this Word to read words off a page? This Word talks about Jesus because it is Jesus we should be seeking Him. We should be realize that we're entering into His courts. We're entering into that throne of God We're actually spiritually now as born again creatures we are already seated. So when we look at the problems today as in the past yes it's getting worse but when you look at it in a nutshell the main root cause for the moral problems today, especially in America, that's supposed to have the right word of God, and out there and has pulpits, churches almost on every corner. You know, I'm, right now, I'm in the sticks of Kentucky here. It's just like you can drive. I can drive from here to uh, E Town, which is about 30 miles away, and see church, see probably pass church signs. Can't see the. Ch- all the churches from the road. You got to go off a little country road to get to them. Obviously, I'm like, i to drive on everyone to get a little building wait, wasting God's money, actually, instead of somebody's house in that area or maybe a few houses intended in the middle of nowhere. That must be so the cows can come and have a place to rest, I guess. I don't know. That was, you know, a type humor. I don't know, sometimes my humor is But, uh, in a nutshell, when you read this, if we're supposed to be not just hearers of the Word, that means when we come into God's presence, yeah, we're going to come and praising Him. We're going to come and thanking Him because now we are able to go into His presence. You remember in the Old Testament, the people of God could not go into the presence, the main presence. It was only the high priest, and that was only once a year. And I heard a more cultural teaching, I think it's called, um... Where the other priest, under priest so to speak, whatever they were called, had the tire rope around them that if he fell in our strength, then they know something went wrong and they had to pull him out. They could not enter. I think I heard that in a message through Central not too long ago, if I recall. Uh, don't listen to that many sermons. But now we are blessed because now for us that are born again, we're... We've been enlightened now. We have God's eyes. We have God's... You know, remember, He's the head. So that means what we're allowing into our mind better be righteousness and justice. Better be God's words cleansing it. Now, we're going to hear a lot of junk as you know, for those who work, for those who go going to school, for those who particularly go to the military. You, know, you can walk down this... You, we can't walk down the streets anymore. We're going to be offended in a heartbeat. So when... People come to us if we're wearing a Jesus t-shirt or if we're just carrying a Bible, if we're sitting in a public park just reading and just talking to ourselves, singing hymns, praising God. If somebody overhears the saying, I'm offended by it. First of all, well, is it really that person's business in a sense to come to it? But true, if God wants somebody to hear it, um, we're going to offend it. We're offended that we should be offended in this world and we're not. Why is that? Why are we no longer offended by things in this world? A new task that I learned last week, which by the way, young people, when you let God use you, it may not be a position you really want to do. I mean, do I really want to be at Amazon or warehouse the rest of rest of my days? Really, I don't say it. It is as hard, strenuous work. I mean, I did a lot of walking because most of y'all know I walk fast. I have a tendency to talking fast until y'all slow me down. Continue to do that. I had to be slowing down when God chose to use me in Panama. I, I listened once. I always tried to listen to y'all when you come to slow down. Even as preachers, we don't really want to do lot of speaking. We want to decrease so we can hear the Lord at what he's speaking every single time. So it can be him as declaring your word. Only way to do that we have to go into our prayer closets every day either before we go to sleep or in the morning actually we're supposed to go into the word and to the word both in the morning to get strength to go out the door and then again at night both of them praise and thanksgiving but to listen for our instructions we got to spend more time, oh, I said we because I'm still needing it, more time listening to God instead of you. Know, yeah, God likes our intercession for one another and He doesn't want it to stop, but He needs it to slow down because He needs to speak Well, I already know that person's needs. I'm coming to Him with the same need almost every day and I don't like I'm grieving on it. To remind me today he's going to meet it and it will be through a submitted vessel a willing vessel he uses each of us to meet another's needs and it's not just the simple basic needs of food or clothing it may be something big in a lot of kinds that causes us to give have his generous spirit It just be a word of God I mean we need to relinquish our checking accounts our money to him everything to say this is his money do you want me to spend the money to buy this thing which will lock me up in this in an area for years or does somebody else need Needed at this particular moment, you read the book of Acts, there wasn't an, an unmet need that God didn't meet. The ones that had a need, it was met through those that had the excess and did not misuse it. That was kind of another message. We're not seeing that today, any longer. Yeah, food being met, and yes, that's important. These bodies, temporary bodies do need nourishment we can fast for a period of time when we're fasting the right reason to meet God and to literally get back to clearing his voice I'm at that point done it before these bodies can go but they are not made by God to go on forever Jesus went 40 days and nights before he was getting physically hungry but he was being spiritually fed And that's when the enemy will attack us the most. If we're strong, if we're fed full, the enemy can also... Physically, I should say. The enemy can also attack us because we can't move as fast. Then we become tired. Then we become fatigued when we overeat. When we overeat on the Word of God and we don't pour back out. What God pours into us is meant to be given away freely to somebody else. What he speaks for us is not just for ourselves. It's to go out. That we're not doing it now. We are scared as a church to go into people's faces. There may be one of y'all, it may even be me. That one scares me even more. To speak to a president. The ones who are still alive, obviously. Past and current and whatever the future, whoever the future one is supposed to be, there may be one of us, look at Paul, he had to speak to the top man, Caesar himself, that's the same, you don't think he was scared a little bit, until God took it away, he says fear me, why are you fearing man, what could he do to you, he'll go do to you what I allow him to do, eventually he died, You put him to death, but it's not before he heard the word of God. Somebody may be sent. One of y'all may actually be sent to go up to him, respectfully, of course. Not saying, look, boy. Don't think we would ever approach a president like that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think any of y'all would do. But we're not doing that. We're not going to those that are caught up in homosexuality. I took a bold chance when I had to go to my cousin who's been living that lifestyle for years. Gotta get her. Help me remember to... Uh, email her my new number I just remembered I forgot so I should write it down uh, I probably would do that when I get done but it took me a lot of guts for me to go to her and just ask her you know general talk first like we used to do and then remind her that for as long as she's chosen to live that lifestyle God never intended her to live her and Stacy to live that was never God's will And it says they basically are sending themselves to hell. Because of it. God does not want them to go to hell. He doesn't want anybody to go there. It's not His will. But He will not force us. He didn't force us to come. He he will bring up situation after situation, stumbling blocks after stumbling blocks, to get our attention. But we can become so callous as we are in this world. We are so worried about, I, I get emails. I set myself on an email thing up. Why? I have no idea. Uh, I guess it must have been God's will for a purpose. And I still, but I get grieved when I read them. telling us, oh, wait a minute, oh, this is the way, uh, the president and his cabinet, uh, are getting ready to vote on a particular bill. Call him, write your congress, write a letter. Whereas in the scripture doesn't say to call a man. Man ain't gonna listen to us. Phil didn't listen to Moses. And God told him to go speak to him. I don't even think listen to, uh, Paul, but he heard the word of God. That's it. So all I got to do is him. At that point, it's God's hands out of whatever God's going to do. Somebody may have been called to go to, to go speak the word of God to Hitler. Boy, I bet that person questioned God a few times. I got somebody, I can almost guarantee God spoke to somebody. I have to say almost because I'm not God. Uh... God spoke to somebody that says, I need to go speak to Mr. Gaddafi. Or to Mr. Saddam. Obviously before they, before they died. I don't know if they did it and they just, maybe that person is a martyr and sitting with God in heaven. He, he or she may have obeyed and done it. He may have done it and obeyed and he got put to death but he heard the word of God. That's it. He will have no recourse when he stands before God on judgment seat. He says, I never heard the word of God. Yes, you did. My sermon went and spoke to you. You didn't want to receive it. God may have saved him. You still may have taken his life out. I don't know. We'll never know now because he's gone and gave no indication that he was repentant. He's the one of them. So, that should grieve us, people of God. Yes, the world's way should upset us. Um... But the root cause, basically, in this January, because people did not listen to the Word of God. Look at the James one. There are other verses on listening to the Word of God. You got First Samuel chapter 3, 1 through 5. I mean, that's Samuel's first time. It took him a few times because he wasn't used to hearing God. Some of us have been walking with God for a while. We get out of fellowship with him because we refuse to listen to the Word of God. We refuse to do it his way. Instead of our way, it's never. When we come to God, when we come to born again, we become a new creation, as it says in Second 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 Corinthians five seventeen. That means, maybe in heaven. One day I'll be a real speaker. I don't want to be a real speaker. I just want to sit before the Lord. Uh, we're a new creation. That means the old's dead. The old ideas, the old culture, the old ways, the old plans, the old goals—they're gone. We've given them all the guys is here. Here's my ghost sheet, God. It's yours now. We should, be, we should be hungering to know His way and to walk in. His way is to know Him. We got the only God in all the earth that wants to have a relationship with His creation. The only one. Buddha's just a fat little statue. He don't care. Well, the cop's in the statues. I think he may have been a real idol, I'm not sure, but he still may remain sans. Islam, Muhammad. Muhammad didn't know you Muhammad didn't want to know all his people. That Allah didn't want to know desire have a relationship with his people. He just told him if you kill as many Christians, as many people as you can out there you can get what? Seven virgins, I think it is. That says, where they're going ain't gonna be no virgins. At that one, where that's I mean, that's self-centered religion. And yes, we will come to a place. But when God wants to wake us up, some of y'all got a text just a little bit ago on Acts, uh, excuse me, uh, chapter eight, verse four. That scattering, I expound upon it a little bit. When God wants to, we we'll won't become complacent. We're not moving. We may not seem like we're moving spiritually. But God's still doing a deeper work. God will move. remove everything from our lives that's in our way. Because He's a loving God. He's a loving Father. He's a jealous Father. How many of y'all have had ministers or had parent or parents that on occasion had to take something out of our way? Because they believed and they knew that it was harmful to us. Now we may have rebelled at first and got angry. You know, Maybe ran away, to our rooms. I mean to the neighbor's house or to a, you know, to our homeboy down the street or home girl down the street. For a little while until dinner time and then we come home and we get a whooping and then we we realize Thank you. Some of us probably never even said thank you. You know, When uh There are so I see so many young people they get almost everything they Everything they desire physically. Don't we know that the best thing that we should be desiring is a living relation, as a deeper relationship with God? But that de- deeper relationship will come with some costs. There are some earthly desires that God never intended us to have. Marriage is not one of them, relationship was not one of them. What I'm coming lately is. We were traditionally brought up. Let's talk about marriages for a second. We actually think that we can choose and that we are choosing our own mates. We look for that in scripture, it ain't there. Now, we can try and grab that Proverbs verse. It's just like we got to remember the only ones we have to look at and consider. We got to be very careful look because look can turn into lust very quickly and rapidly. When I look, I mean I'm looking intently and looking with spiritual eyes. Is in the body of Christ, of course. We don't want to be yoked with an unbeliever. I mean, that's like, you know, it's not us going to lead them to the Lord. It's usually them leading us away from the Lord. Uh, and God will do, and God will speak, speak, speak. And eventually, hopefully, prayerfully, those people here will say, they're not the right we even go back to Genesis for us men. It's got to start with us. If our ribs, if our one rib was removed and formed one particular woman, that means God knows who that is. That person is. So why are we trying to do it ourselves by actually asking certain questions or just spending time with that person? Yes, you want to spend time. But well, we need to be spending time with God and getting to know him and at the right time. Remember he didn't immediately put Adam into a deep sleep when he did all that. And then he brought the woman. The woman didn't argue. The woman knew that's exactly who she was formed out of. And the man knew that that was his rib. We gotta be seeking God and I'm getting stung right now and I'm starting to shake. I don't wanna get off topic too much here, why are there problems in the past today? Uh, but that's another thing. That's why it's a lot of marriages ain't, are not lasting. Then we think marriages are the marriage ceremony. It's not in scripture. All the money wasted. My marriage I would have had, if I had gone ahead again and, and fought God, and he would have said, okay, fine, go ahead, and married Susan, I, she still may be my rep. I don't know. I have I'm praying that one and asking Lord that I screw up. I don't she needs a life change. She needs to come out of the religious doctrine. To my lounge. I haven't contacted her. I don't know what work God's doing. I'm praying and I'm believing that he's gonna save her as he did me. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's another thing's to God anyways. Uh another prayer request too for y'all. But again, we we need to stop, and when we're looking at the Word of God, and for you brothers and sisters that are anointed by God to teach, we need to stop teaching, referring it to man's written Word. The Word of God, if it truly is the Word of God to us, if we are born again. It's not Paul's writing. It's not Peter's. It's not James's writing. It's all God's Word, inspired I think one version does say inspired by God was in 1 Timothy, I believe. Uh, The word of God is inspired by the word of God. I said, but it's all God's word spoken through man. That's it. They were hand-selected by God. Because he knew they were going to obey. He knew they were going to write down exactly what he spoke. So we need to stop saying that's... But we need to hear it from God. We're not hearing it from Paul. We need to be very careful. We got teachers that are still referring to Paul's writings. You know, because we're more a New Testament nation than we are Old Testament. Uh, or Moses is, We may need to run away from that. They may be erring a little bit. We need to be looking at it the way it is. The living word of God. When we open it up, we need to be expectantly telling God, I want to see you today. I want to learn something new. This is not a scripture in the Gospels it's in John, it says, or no, actually, I think it may be Luke. You Put a comment out there when when I upload this, finally. uh, As to what it is, help me out here. Hopefully, I'll look it up by then. Uh, Just learn of me, if it's the right version. Other versions may have changed that. And there's so many of them. But one other scripture, but there's many of them we could look, and I encourage you to look it up. It's Luke 8.21, I'm listening to God. I mean, it's the work of Christ. It's not. We can't do anything. We're even today that we believe people don't deserve a blessing unless they do something. All we gotta do is believe in the Lord with our hearts. Believe. When you believe in someone, believe someone's a dear friend of yours, you wanna spend time with them. They may be fighting you. I got people that I thought were friends and they're not. Friends want to spend time with one another, want to call one another, want to receive calls, and also want to give calls, want to receive emails, and want to send emails. I've become a, too much of a text person, perhaps, but I don't always have the time. When I'm driving, I can only, well, unless I'm on the instant, I can only talk. But we got, that's another one, too. We don't know how to be a friend, because we've not enjoyed the friendship of jesus first jesus now calls us friends in john but we don't know how to embrace that because we, we've we really seen it exhibited our life should be all about jesus when people you even got religious folk out there now that says you have to balance life as life is when to go to church corporate worship When to have your, you know, spend time with the Lord. Whether it be morning and, you know, more at night than a morning or more morning and night, whichever the case may be. Uh, When to sit down and take a physical meal. Does it really say we need three meals? Not really. That was just probably man's idea to get more money from us. To get more food money. There's really nothing in scripture that we have to eat three three times a day plus two snacks to keep us going. Now, I can't eat one meal a day. Well, actually, I have. my money. But let's look at some of the problems that kind of guy kind of brought to mind here. Kind of got a little away from notes all day. But really, pastors shouldn't be sticking fully to notes just... This should just be as a guide, but God can come in and change a little bit. Uh, some of the problem, the main problems that He allowed me to notice, was probably young people getting pregnant without marriage, without the sacrament of marriage, outside of marriage, uh, and in simple terms, calling it single parent households. Uh, those two may not always Go with young people because you got more older ones against single parent households. Uh, a lot of single parent households make claim by divorce out there. We have made divorce uh, as much like breathing now. God says there's only one way out of marriage. That's either by death of one spouse or the other. Uh, We're well, not both, obviously. They won't you after know, both in the Lord. They're both with the Lord. Uh, that marriage will not continue in heaven. At that point, we're you know, we're getting ready for the marriage of the Lamb, which will take place during that seven-year tribulation period. You know, us that of ready and watching and eagerly waiting for the Lord's return, uh, to catch us up out of the way. since, by the way, we'll be getting married while his wrath to be poured out, and then we're gonna be coming back at him as his warriors. At that point, the fight evil, so The defeat evil, actually. Because when you're fighting against Jesus, there's pretty much no fight. It's just defeat of evil. Evil loses again. Um, but God never attended it. Now, does that mean we cast them out when they make a mistake? Heck no. Well that means. I mean, we just, we don't stop loving them. Matter of fact, we love them more. We'd be the example. It may be, and this idea just came to thought, and it's becoming a thought a lot out there. Uh, at that point, I'm not able to do it right now. That command is not there. It may be. If it's a young, if it's a young person that made that mistake, uh, what I mean by young person, say they're maybe 18 in our school, it may be that they may come in and live under a godly, truly submitted, fully surrendered, godly household, godly husband and husband and wife in their family, and dwell in that household for a little while. And then while they're praying together and teaching one another what true biblical accountability and fellowship is, while they're getting back on their spiritual feet in the Lord, knowing that they're not going through it alone. That's another thing with the body of Christ. God has used me to bless many young people this made. It grieved my heart when they made a mistake, grieved my heart when um that there may have been something in me where that was keeping them from opening up to me a little bit. I mean, you they were ladies, so some of the stuff they can't open, obviously, to me, but I would have easily, prayfully, brought them to the right uh, lady, woman of God, for that end of the discussion. But there must, you know, to me, that made me feel like I was making a grave mistake before God. Um... That they weren't able to come to me and share, look, this is what just happened to me. Uh, and I don't want to go through the loan or whatever. It's just, that's what the body of Christ is. We're never supposed to be alone, except when we're alone for God, obviously. There are husbands and wives that either got us children or their children are gone and out of the house. And married under their own tents. Uh that they still have an extra room if it was a bigger house. Would never be another single. God would never, because that ain't going to lead them back to God. That's just going to say, oh, okay, yeah, God will go ahead and bless his lifestyle all the way. I says, no. God does not want a child being raised in one person's house unless it's a widow. And even the younger widows were pretty much told by God uh, to go and get remarried out there. To a godly man. It's the older ones that were to spend their time praying and fasting. For the work of the God. Go and study that. When you find it, if you find an error, you are commanded to correct me. Because I want to be corrected. I've searched, I prayerfully searched. I've yet to find it. God has yet to reveal it. Anytime I run into something that looks like it, that was the enemy leaning the wrong price, little punk. Uh yes, we could be bold called the enemy punk, he is a punk. We see more thefts now than anything before, overall crimes being committed. That's people again haven't listened to the word of God. We haven't been contented with what we have. We haven't think we're thanking God for our food, for our clothing, our temporary shelter. I'm thinking for a temporary shelter. Come the end of the time I have no shelter again. He does not want me staying in a house where there's a spirit of confusion. He does not want us staying. In a temple dwelling where it's going to draw us away from Him. It will be a godly house that will lead us closer to Him. Actually, He doesn't even want us, all of us, staying in homes. He wants us, I mean, wherever our tent is supposed to be. Tents were meant to be moved. Homes were meant to be uprooted as God scatters us. Philip was in Samaria. For a period of time, if you continue reading in the Acts chapter 8 verse, which I texted some of y'all, uh, you will notice Philip was right in the midst. It was instrumental in that genuine revival of God. But then right probably in the middle of it, when discipleship was starting to happen, and God was making disciples and his name was growing the body of Christ in that city, God called him away. He called him to move. Go down to that desert road and then send him off to uh Caesarea. I, I always pronounce that wrong a lot, so uh, Caesarea, you can go back, that continues on, chapter 8, uh, until he went to that land. Church history has it that he stayed there for about 20 years. I don't know if that's where he died or not. I mean, I didn't, you know, God doesn't want us going that deep into religious history. Because that it go, we can see how far we've gotten away from God's word and added man's word into it. God wants us to stay with His each day by day. The farther back we go, He only wants us to remember our past where He was. What He's done in it. For me it started, He put me in my mother's womb. He reminded me that one night. And He lovingly made me into His image. Made me for a purpose, put me in a zone sur- during this time for such a time like this. I can't even remember retaining a hatred for anybody. Yes, I've had people that I've hated, but it can never dwell on me long. I can never hold it. We would always be out hanging out, l- probably within a day or within a week or whatever. I mean, unless our pastors drew apart. And even then we've caught up with each other and apologized for those that day and we moved on. I mean, look back. Does hatred really, is hatred really part of you? Does God need to work that out of you? But thefts and crimes, I mean, that's, we're rebelling against God. We haven't heard, we don't look at other people and Says, okay, yes, I got people around here that are blessed with over exorbitant, unneeded, Unnecessary, luxurious trailers, RVs, and they're scraping, they're crying, because we don't have, the overtime is not there anymore. And they don't know how they're going to make it. Their God has become money. Has become, They fall into the deceitfulness of riches, because they haven't listened to the word of God. The best way to get a blessing from God is to bless others a little competition. See if you can out bless God. He even said, I will not be out blessed. But if that's your only motivation to get more things, the more things you get, that means more things you got to give. Nothing should stay in our hands for very long. Except clothing on our backs, food, and we know where that goes. That don't stay in our bodies long. Somebody unsafe if we're not eating a lot of, a lot of nutrients. And most of us is going to go right back out the way and come out the other end. We ain't describing that in detail. Um, again, we covet stuff. We want other person's stuff because we think we deserve it. We don't deserve nothing. Did you know God didn't have to save us? God could have just... He didn't have to uh, save Noah and his family. God has said that in his word. He doesn't owe us nothing. But because of his love and his grace, he saved us. I part of that one day and I think I started crying if I recall probably did he didn't have to save us he can wipe us all out and start again but he doesn't want to do that he wants us to willingly come to him as a father but he will I had a brother of mine he's probably going to listen to this and I hope he do brother Christ I believe God won't cause our will I said well let me see has God ever done that in scripture God put stumbling blocks in front of us to stop us and slow us down. We may get back up and continue on. But let's look what he did for Paul. His name was Saul until he was saved on that road to Damascus. He had it in his mind to go to Damascus and bring back as many Christians as he could bound up and they would have been brought to death. And now that his will was set. It was in his mind. He was going to do it. Had the papers from the chief priest and the, uh, the government governmental leaders uh, in Jerusalem. And he was set. That was gone. That was his will. What did God do? He knocked him off his horse. Or off his feet. I mean, I think one version does say horse. One version just says off his feet. I'm not sure. Just He basically laid him flat. Laid him out. Did he cross his will? Because yeah, he he knows he's gonna protect his people. He's gonna protect his children. There are certain things. Are uh, there some murders that that he will allow if that person's meant to go with that time. Some people call it predestination. Well, there it could be a predestination if you think about it. How did God know exactly when to send Jesus? Did He change His mind? God says He don't change His mind. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will be like that because that's who he is. He's an eternal being. He doesn't have no calendar. I'm going to do this on this date. He just knows. He knew when in his son, Jesus, he was going to come down to earth. He knew precisely right to the time, right to the day, 33 years, that he was going to go on the cross. He knew within three days he was going to rise again. And 40 days later, ascended and sit right back down, it says, and pick up that crown and put it on his head again. And at that point, where he is now, and we, according to Ephesians chapter 2, we who believe in him are seated in him. We are seated, so why are we running around? Now that means we don't go out and feed, no, because he'll tell us to go out, go feed them. He said, I ain't getting no money for that. You trust in me? Go out and feed them. Go out and buy this. Go out and give them that. You got three of these. You got three items here. You only need two. Give that to him. Or give that to her. You don't need this. Oh, give that to her. I'm just using examples. I, some so many examples I have. I don't want it to be about me. There are some people that have stuff sitting in storage that belongs to somebody else. Just give it to them. We want to sell it. Oh, we need money. No, we need Jesus when we say we need money. When we say we need money, that means we truly need Jesus. That means our eyes are on the wrong treasure, the wrong price. Mine can get there, mine's been there. Let's see, what's some other ones? I think we talked about one of them, murder, racial tensions, religious churches. I think that was put all in one because what is religious? If you're in one religion, what are you doing with the others? You hate the others. I've heard some people say they hate Catholicism. Got to be very careful. Because current Catholicism is not all bad. There are a few doctrines and not everybody in there believes in those doctrines. There are some born again. You don't know how God is working in there as long as even Paul says, whether it's for the wrong reason or right reason, as long as they're lifting up his name of Jesus, then that is not our choice. We're going against one church against another church to try and get To try and get people to come into our church, what is the reason to do it? Do we always want people to come into our fellowship? God may want them to go down to uh, another fellowship in the next city. He may have something for them to do over there. He may have a ministry for them. He may have somebody that needs to be ministered over there to hear the word of God. He may need somebody to go to this city. That's another. That's the thing with the Acts chapter eight ones. If God wants us to move. we're going to figure it out We're going to get us to move It took me two cities Before I realized No One city Myrtle Beach uh, Senior moment there I have a lot of those lately It took me One city before I realized I was supposed to be in Charlotte At that time I spent two and a half years In a belly of a whale On Myrtle Beach But God still used me radically To <laughs> There he went again Affecting young people that worked under, well, not just me. There was a few managers at that store. But they worked under me as manager. And we worked under, we served under the uh, main manager. And there were times when I wasn't a good example to them. Now, let me tell you. Young people, there was times out there that I I don't believe I was a good example to. You. And I, yes, I know I will face God. I've already faced God for it. And I wept, but I had to face him one more time. But it will be directly to his face at that point, and we all will. I mean, as long as we know that he's forgiven us, the baby a little quick weeping, but uh, it will be for a moment. But murders—what's Jesus also called? uh, Murder, hatred, racial tension, hatred. Why are we still embracing hatred, Uh, racial tensions? Why are we still actually use racial tension because we use in America? But uh. When we actually consider it biblically, there is no. There's one race, human. What we're actually saying is, you know, our cultural. When we're holding to that, I you. Know, there's a part of our souls, I'm fearing for a guy because I want to say it his way, but yes, I don't want to offend nobody. Uh, a good discussion over this, but I just wanted to. Plainly, the Lord plainly heard. Basically, what we are saying that when we embrace those racial tensions, that hatred, that basically, that's a form of murder. That's probably why it got lumped it together like that because racial tension, religious choices, which means dominational choices, that all falls under murder because murders are the same as hatred. You want to murder somebody because you hate them that well but if we love God and if God truly is in us we are not allowed to retain that type of hatred we are not allowed to go that far it may last years some people can only last two years but racial tension is the same thing that's saying our culture is more important than their culture we are a new culture people yes we may have different external skins we are no longer supposed to make decisions use wording that is indicative to the external everything is supposed to be what's in our heart and if we're feeding on the word of God, if we're feeding on Jesus, if we're resting in Him, if we're sitting in our rightful place in Christ, in heavenly places if we're walking through Him, if we're practicing His justice His liberties His righteousness No longer allowing ourselves when we recognize the opportunity to commit fornication, which is sex outside of marriage. I mean, if we don't want to talk to those that are bound up in homosexuality about man, man, woman, woman, then, I mean, this was told me by Sister Christ and it makes sense. When you think about it, okay fine. Well, actually, that marriage has become illegal now. and It's getting ready to be passed by the White House uh, in all of Congress. If God wishes it to allow it to happen at this time, then it will. We cannot stop. We can pray against it because we know it's not of God. But there will be a time those seven years when the power of God has pulled back with us, which is keeping us safe now when the Holy Spirit is pulled back sin will have more authority on this earth than ever before. It will be, it's like allowing a loose tiger in a circus outside of her cage or his cage to run loose. I don't want to be in that neighborhood. (laughs) And I don't think any of y'all do. It's allowing a wrongfully trained pit bull off their chain to run the neighborhood in one that has been known to attack people. Luce, you don't want to be in that neighborhood. Unless it's your dog and you're the only one that can control it. And you better control it. I ain't going deep on that one. We see the homeless out of work. Dead issues. Dead issues, that's stepping ahead of God. That's not trusting in God for His provision. I fell into it. I got a deep scar that I got to live with the rest of my days down here. If the body of Christ, if all of us as believers have done what we're commanded to do when somebody has a need. There'd be no need, basically what is that? That's government assistance. Because there is not a bank if it's handling human money it, that all has to follow the government's regulations because currency is a government controlled entity. Resource. I think it's resource is the word I wanted. Humans don't control it. It's still guns. He still controls the amount and when we get he'll give He don't need to give a lot of money to everybody. He'll give it to the ones that he believes is going to obey him. And now he's sitting on the throne right now getting very angry. Those that gave it, they're trying to hold it. Because we're not listening to the word of God. Homelessness is just a part of that. We have more inequality of wealth. You look at the book of Acts. There was no inequality the ones that had were given to those that were lacking in something we got a glut of overpriced homes sitting empty read the prophecies what it looks like what one of the indications of that happening is there's a prophecy out there that says your homes will your big mansions will sit empty will sit desolate that, that was the nation of Israel when they rebelled against God. He removed them out of their homes. Because they were rebelling against Him. They were Those homes became gods, became idols. Somebody's of these RVs are their idols. Their life is just so they can play and live a lifestyle. Our lifestyle is to be Jesus. There's at least two or three people here that claim to be brothers and sisters in Christ. i see seen them in Bibles, but you can't get them to talk about it. They think that's a private religion. Jesus is never private. He always spoke in public. Why are we so stupid, being so stupid and ignorant to think keep it in private? Why do we not speak when we see it in When we speak in it, why are we not getting in there? That should be our opinion, is the Word of God. We're the ones that have been entrusted with the Word of God freely. We should not be expecting anything in return. I need to be met. Again, it's all about listening to the Lord. I ain't there yet. Probably going to close out there. We're going to close. Ah, Let me look here. I mean, I think with the single parents that they don't want to—they didn't want—they they didn't want to submit. The women didn't want to submit to uh, to the husband's authority. I mean, yeah, there are men out there. Yeah, they're not listening to the word of God themselves in treating their wives as Christ treats us, His body. But that's not a reason for that. It's not a reason for divorce. not a reason for separation. You think when every... There's consequences to everything. There's consequences to me buying the wrong... Buying that home when I wasn't supposed to buy that home. And I'm dealing with a lot of them now. But does that, does that need, not mean that I can't have some kind of a dwelling to travel and go to? We look at church. We can get how religious choices our church choices. God will plant us in the church. He used central wealth. And I still love you young people there. And all of you go there. But that word of God is being preached strongly out of that pulpit. We know that. But it's not just for ours. There are many members there. Many I know and many, many more I don't know. That are sitting in that church. That are supposed to be going out to the rest of the 49 states with that word. They think, well, it goes out by the internet. I just send somebody a link. Well, that may be a start and that may be a good thing. But America needs to see the love of Christ. They need to see it through us. They need to always feel it. it's not always a link. But a lot of times we need to go to it. Sending a link to a Hollywood executive or a Hollywood said, here be inspired by this message as I was. Sending a link to those. In the, there's a, Times Square Church is another blessed one that I love. And listen, to another sound church. And yes, they may be just focused on their little Jerusalem there, but they got members that need to be sent out. They got families in there or families in the making that, that God wants to say, okay, your time here is done. You got a place that I need to go. It's dark young people in America right now but if we're just staying in our little lighter corner we're just staying in our little circles there ain't no light that's going to be seen when we're in our circles I dare you matter of fact I posted a link on my web on my walls at times on YouTube does anybody see her yes that one is showing a a young lady that doesn't know God and she's lost and she's running. But God's giving me another vision regarding that one particular YouTube. She. What's the word of what's the body of Christ? What are we as the body of Christ? Also called in the Word of God. It refers to us a lot of times when God says her, it may not be to a physical her that we know is for us men, wives. Or wise wannabe, or sisters in Christ, which she better be first before she's your wife. You better assure that she's a sister Christ, and the first father you ask permission. If you believe that that's, that that you're with, you should be pursuing. As her heavenly father before her earthly father, God will say, "She ain't my daughter yet." But if you remain steadfast, I'll save her and I'll answer your prayers because it's my will to answer your prayers. I've just used that as an example. God just gave me that vision. We need to ask Him first. Because if she's truly a sister in Christ, did you, did you men of God, do that? A lot of y'all traditionally, yeah, we go and ask uh, the girl's father or stepdaddy or whoever is the overseer in the house, mama's boyfriend, whatever. You know, whoever has been charged at that particular time in the house. But did y'all actually prayfully, if you were saved before you got married, I'm not sure. I don't I didn't know y'all then. But did you actually consider that? Did you actually consider to ask her heavenly father in prayer? It says, is she my rim? May I marry your daughter. The temporary marriage down here. It won't last in heaven. Nobody will be married in heaven. And so we will be married to Jesus at that point. The real marriage. That's the eternal marriage. That's the eternal family we need to be looking at first. And then we need to be as an eternal family going out. Hey, we got lost people. Let's see if we can. If we bring them with the body, don't necessarily bring them, bring them into our church. No, it may. Because young people, you know I always wanted to bring y'all there. In spite of uh, the leaders above me didn't want me to do it. But you know I wasn't doing it under their authority. I wasn't even doing it under Pastor Jason's authority. I wasn't against it. I wasn't doing it because God told me to bring you there. Because brothers and sisters of Central should be no different than brothers and sisters outside of Central. The issues, if you dig deep, they may be similar. Parts of it may be unrelated for those single parents. For those that have made a wrong choice and are right now living with those consequences, life plans, life goals were changed. We need to be encouraging them to get back to God, to stick with God. And we ourselves need to man up, so to speak, or woman up and embrace them. And keep them in the Word of God. Encourage them with the Word of God. Not just we do not need to be looking at Webster's Dictionary alone, apart from God's Word, I should say. When we see a coworker we know it's not of Christ, I got several. I got a few of them. I don't want to say several. I don't know about A few of them that I just learned that are divorced. One has been living at least a year. Probably more, I think. We're children in the house that are witnessing that. Born and raised in a Pentecostal across the church. Divorced her husband. I don't know if the reason was valid or not. I didn't. You know, a lot of times God won't divulge that to us. Uh, and now she's living with her boyfriend. We know she's committing adultery. you if That's willful sin. When you know the word of God. God us on that I'm not going to go down there. we see these problems we have the answer young people and all people of God. the answer is the Word of God. We need to be bringing Jesus to him but we also need to be letting him show himself. It's never us that does the preaching, never us that does the teaching. most of young people know me you know I really always don't like to preach. yes I well sometimes I do kind of like to teach. Because I know God has called me to do it. And God has gifted me with that. Have I misused the gift? Yes, I have. And I mean, I shake every day. I knew, and I know, what kind of accountability now I'm going to have before Him. And that scares me. I see pastors that are stronger than me. Much stronger than God, or I thought, in me falling away every day. I'm scared that I'm one step away from falling away. I'm scared that I don't have fellowship. You know, people that don't want to be alone, that don't need to be alone. Alone may not always be marriage. If God doesn't want me to have a wife I really am contented with it. Do wish you'd take that desire away from me. (laughs) Because it's confusing me a little bit. But I keep having a name come up and I don't and I don't understand. It's so easy to think we're in the Word of God, think we're in God's will when we're not. The enemy is such a master at deceitfulness and lying. He can make us And he uses the flesh, people. I just read that. I mean, a good testimony, a good brother in Christ is way gone before the Lord. Is preacher Jonathan Edwards from back in the 1700s, 1800s. You know, one of his writings was Religious Affections. That really scared me lately because I've allowed. Do we know we can be such a deep in a good dream? And that dream can be a deception from the enemy. And it can cause us to do something uh, wicked in our sleep. I only talked to the men of God on this one. Obviously, you ladies have things that can only be shared with a woman of God. And us men have things that can only be shared with a man of God. But we can be deceived ourselves. When we're not listening to the word of God, we could be so focused right now. The enemy wants us so focused right now. He's, he's giving more and more of his reign. He has no power, no authority, unless it comes from God. I went a little bit too long, but those are just some of the problems. Look at every problem and ponder it. When you look at the news, when you hear this or after you hear this, I pray that you will be inspired to go to the word of God and you will ask Jesus directly You, you, how is this by not listening to you and how do you want me to learn from it and walk from it Father God let's go ahead and close out in prayer thank you Father God I'm going to pray for these listeners Lord I want to pray for this nation that you will put us into Father God forgive us as an Forgive me, first of all, for the many times that I haven't listened to you. Forgive uh, me for not going to those uh, people that you will put on my heart when you put upon my heart, and those people that you will cross my path with that I didn't take the time to speak with them or speak to them your word, uh, or speak to them, period. Um, forgive us as a nation. Forgive us as, a, as your body here in America. For selfishly using your blessing for ourselves instead of to meet our needs and to meet whoever you intended it to go to. Forgive us as a nation for being so greedy for money, for being so greedy for power. Forgive. Lord, I'm going to lift up a special prayer for the NBA players and the football players, and the Major League Baseball players, well, all baseball players, actually not football, uh, for soccer players that have taken that gift of athletics that you have entrusted them with and misused it for their own glory, for their own gain, for their own greed. Father God, I pray that you will shake them up, that you will shake up their lives and get and get them back to, to faith in you. If they do not know you, I pray right now pr- providentially that over the next period of time that only you should know, that only you know, that uh, you will send people into across their path to invite them back into the faith of God or to the faith of God for those that have never been in it. I pray that you do a mighty salvation again in this nation, that you will wake up. Those people that are faking their salvation or that are in deceived by the enemy, you will get them out of back out of the flesh and back into the spirit again. Will you feel them, give them a fresh feeling in the spirit? For the young people that are listening, as they ponder their life's past, the life's directions before you come, may they realize that it's just to know you and embrace you even more every day and to grow in your wisdom and knowledge. And as they draw closer to you and you draw closer to them. As the scripture says, will you reveal to them exactly their paths in your will for life? And will you continue to order their steps? Will you make it clear to them where they're supposed to go, whether it's in the military or which job they're supposed to go? And will you continue to put people in their paths that need Jesus? Will you provide needs through them? And let them just know what it is to be a blessing to others as you bless them? Will you give them more wisdom and more knowledge for those that you are maybe called, that you have generally called to be a preacher or teacher? Will you give them a double anointing of Elijah's if there will be a prophet? Will you let them be a prophet of your word? Will they learn from those that uh, slipped off into the flesh, into uh, speaking about themselves instead of speaking about you? Speaking about their glorious plans, their glorious ministries. Instead of speaking about your will to bring people together. But not under a war religion, which we know is coming, but under you, Lord Jesus. Under your lordship. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Father God. I pray for those that have an abundance of things. Father God, will you shake from them those things that you intended to go to somebody else, that they are coming close to committing a sin like Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, We shake that from them before it harms them? Daddy, we love you. We thank you for all that you take from us and all that you give to us, but we thank you most of all, especially on this Thanksgiving day, 2011, um, that... Um, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for yourself. We thank you that you opened up that door of salvation that you walked us in. We thank you that even when our hand slips off of you, when it becomes weak or for whatever reason, that you still have a grip on us, that your grip is stronger and no one or nothing can take us out of, out of your hand. Father, forgive us for those times we fought you. Forgive me for those times when I fought you and I struggled you. I got to pray for those young people that are in a dating relationship. I pray that their eyes stay 100% fixed on you instead of just learning and wondering if that's the rib and trust on your decision. We will reveal to them in the spirit and through your word. If that is for the guys, if that is the rib and to the girls, if that's who they were made for, we will make it clear. But even if they are, will they remember that they are first and foremost a brother and sister in Christ before a husband and wife? And that part is what is eternal, not the husband and wife. May you not allow either one of them to draw the other away from you. But when where nothing come between our relationship and our fellowship with you. Father God, we strengthen my fellowship again with you. That whether I'm at work, whether I'm driving down the road, whether I'm sitting walking in a mall or sitting in a restaurant or a Starbucks or whatever, or sitting in my folks' house or wherever, if I'm back in Charlotte, you know, just enjoying a time of uh, short fellowship with the uh young people again down there, will you, uh, wherever I'm at, will you just ensure that your presence is there in Jesus' name. Love y'all.